Hello and welcome to Poppycock Podcast with your host, Victor Pacheco. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's been a while. We have not posted because of, uh, I don't know, lack of interest. <laughs> yeah, I know who gives a shit, right? Um, so we're presenting here live from the Ch- Chateau Gordeaux Studios, which is my studio apartment here in sunny Oakland, California. It's really great. On uh, one side, there is a uh, at least a five-story parking structure with county workers' cars. And then this other window right here, there is a McDonald's and a laundromat that is inhabited by a bunch of homeless people that scream all night. And it's fucked up because sometimes it bleeds over into my dreams and I think I'm being assaulted and then I'll punch the wall or punch somebody i'm laying next to at night but you know how that goes night terrors and shit you can't help them all right especially when you live in a war zone like oakland and i know there's people listening right now in afghanistan like what the fuck are you talking about or in armenia like what the fuck there's like a fucking genocide going on right now but nobody gives a shit i'm just bringing it up because when you talk about certain things it it brings awareness and if you bring awareness to certain subjects and topics you know, you can make a difference, but nobody wants to make a difference. Everyone just wants to be entertained. Everybody wants to fucking like, like, seriously, I just read that there was $14 billion spent on the 2020 election between Biden and Trump and everybody else, Joe Jorgensen and all the other fucking parties that ran for president, like $14 billion. That is so much fucking money. And for what dude it's like really dude like you're fucking it's two old dudes one's wearing hella makeup and one isn't they both look like old dudes i'm not trying to get political or anything but it's just like fuck man like i was actually surprised there wasn't a civil war that happened thank god americans are lazy because if americans weren't lazy there would have been a civil war for sure that has that would have happened after they declared biden the winner okay thank god God, Americans are fucking lazy, okay? Otherwise, it would have been like pure anarchy on the streets. It would have been a dangerous time for people to go out there, you know? This 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 march that happened in Washington, D.C., the, the, the MAGA march, like, how butthurt do you have to be to fucking put on your oxygen mask and go out there and fucking protest? And that's some of the pictures I saw. I was like, wow. You, you have like these autoimmunity problems and you're out there fucking protesting that you shouldn't have to wear a mask. And guess what? I just made up that story. OK, just like the fucking liberal media and shit. It's all fake news. OK, here's some more fucking fake news. I lost hella weight and I'm super fucking happy. No, I'm just kidding uh, about the super losing weight part because. I am really happy right now. I'm super fucking happy because not because of Biden winning. Who gives a fuck? Because no matter what, you know what I mean? It's just like it's the left wing or the right wing of the fucking dragon or monster or goyim if you're Jewish. And (laughs) I don't know, dude. It's just really shitty because like this political election has really brought out the worst in a lot of people. And it's just like, listen. For some people saying I support Trump is like saying I fucking hate people that aren't white, specifically people who aren't white males, who are straight 
and adhere to the lifestyle that was written in the Constitution like over 200 years ago. And so, you know what I mean? Like we need to evolve as a nation and we need to get into what is really going on in our lives right now and just let you guys know that life's great. Life's really fucking awesome. You know, um, I've done live shows during the pandemic, all right? I've beaten the odds because it's been over two weeks and I haven't gotten any symptoms. I haven't, like, gotten any type of um, illness, thank God. I'm not saying that I'm not going to get corona. I'm saying that I've been very careful. I haven't been sharing drinks with anybody. I haven't been sharing cigarettes with anybody. I haven't been sharing straws when you do cocaine with anybody. I'm just kidding. If anybody could find cocaine during the pandemic, you're like some type of fucking, I don't know, you you could fucking probably beat Where's Waldo in like less than 20 seconds if you could find cocaine right now during the pandemic. And it's fucked up because the prices have gone up so high that nobody knows why. I'll tell you why. These people are greedy, okay? If there's like a shelter-in-place law, cocaine dealers are going to be like, hey, I am breaking shelter-in-place to make sure you don't break shelter-in-place by going to your location and, and providing you with drugs right now. And you know what? I think that's really selfish. I think that's really self-centered of you because you really need to think about the customers because without the customers, there'd be no fucking need for the supply. So you owe me a crack pipe. I'm just kidding. I've never smoked crack. I just like talking about crack because it makes people fucking uncomfortable because it's just like, dude, you really think you're better than a crack user? Well, dude, you're on fucking SSRIs, antidepressants, mood stabilizers, pain pills, Adderall, Ativan, and Adderall and Ativan are exact opposites because they do different shit. You know what I'm saying? I was even thinking about changing this podcast into a pharmacological-friendly type of podcast where we discuss drugs, their potencies, half-life, and everything involved with uh, how long drugs stay in your system, how to overcome what you feel is a possible overdose. It depends on the drug, but sometimes when you think you're overdosing, you really need to go to the hospital. They won't charge you, you know what I mean, for going to the hospital. They don't, unless you fucking go, you show up with like fucking like 20 balloons of heroin or 20 crack sacks like all ready to go like you need to dump that shit somewhere before you go to the hospital because that is not worth your fucking freedom but then again what's more important your life or your freedom your life so you're willing to go to the hospital with all those baggies in you listen i'm not a doctor i'm not a, I'm, not, I'm not a cop i'm not i'm not a i'm not a lawyer but i do know that a lot of people are getting fucked over because they don't have the resources to hire an attorney or to get representation for charges that have yet to be proven or have to be proven by some of the dumbest fucks on the planet, okay? I've talked my way out of a DUI before, and I don't have great tits. I have tits, but I don't have great tits. So for me to have been able to like walk out of a DUI by just talking and being friendly... I got really great personality skills sometimes. I don't know. Then again, that was like seven years ago, like almost when I started comedy. But, you know, sometimes you fucking, you know, sometimes it wasn't even because of comedy that I almost got at the DUI. It was just because I was careless and reckless and I shouldn't have been speeding in a construction zone and ran a red light and just been driving reckless. 
That was my fault. You know, we all make mistakes. What are you going to fucking do? But, you know, a lot of things happen. A lot of things are fucking cool in my life. Like I was mentioning earlier, I'm like trailing off because I'm going on tangents, but I really am happy to report that after seven months of not doing any type of live entertainment in person, I was able to do my first live outside comedy shows. Like, who the fuck does that? Me. Like, <laughs> I was able to close out two shows and do two other showcases also. So I did four showcases. They were really awesome. Um, I had a really great time. I got to kick it, kick it with a lot of people. Uh, some dis- some shows were more socially distant than others. But, you know, I don't want to get into this because I don't want to put anybody out there like saying, oh, you weren't compliant. But it's really hard to do a stand-up comedy show with everybody with their masks on outside in shivering cold weather for 7.30 p.m. shows, 9.30 p.m. shows, 8 p.m. shows. These shows are rather late in these areas, you know, where I did it, like especially, you know, because I was in Santa Rosa, I was in Roner Park, I was in San Francisco, and these are some cold-ass cities when it gets late. And I had a good time. You know, I prepared. I showed up with a faux leather jacket, which I try to convincingly tell people is a real leather jacket, which they believed. You know, why would I be lying about it? You know, I mean, I wasn't trying to lie like, oh, I have a real leather jacket. Like, who would lie about that in the city? You know, I just said it just for a joke because I said that I call my leather jacket George Orwell because it took an entire animal farm to create it, which hit pretty good especially like with the white people in santa rosa like white people will appreciate a literary joke i'm just remembering like one time i was hitting on an audience member and i was like what's up you trying to holler at a thick spick i guess that really isn't flirting but I asked him, you trying to holler at a thick spick? You know, you trying to hop on board the Hispanic Titanic tonight? He's like, yeah, as long as I'm the giver. I was like, as long as what? He's like, as long as I'm the giver. And I said, the giver? The giver? What the fuck are you, a seventh grade book report? And the fucking crowd went fucking crazy. Everybody laughed. I got applause break. It was really great. I was like, oh, wow, I could be a real comedian. Then I went on to bomb for the rest of that fucking set. Uh, shout out to the huddle in Fremont. Uh, you guys really shit on dreams, and that's why we need to go back and do comedy there when when shows come back. Shows coming back is like fucking crucial for things going back to normal. Because when people can complain into a microphone about like how shitty their lives are, like that's fucking golden. That that's I don't know, dude. Like I just want to talk about these comedy shows that took place in in real life that I that I performed on they were really great like really fucking cool I'm gonna talk about them in no particular order and I'm gonna talk about them without saying which place they were at like which location because I've only performed at four so you might know which place I performed at so I'm gonna try to make it ambiguous but it was funny though because during the beginning of one of the shows I saw this dude I used to like I didn't even know who it was it was some light-skinned dude with a beard he was like, hey, Victor Pacheco. And I look over and I'm like, dude, you haven't seen me in I don't know how long. The dude I thought it was, he hasn't seen me in like 12 or 15 years. And then the dude it ended up being, I hadn't seen in 20 years or longer, 1999, maybe not. Because I asked him, hey, did you go to that memorial when that guy died, that dude we went to middle school with? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was there too, man. But I was working at Carlmont High School as a long-term substitute teacher, and I told everybody, because everyone asked, what do you do? 
And I was like, oh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a long-term substitute teacher at Carlmont High School, and I teach Spanish ones and three, and I got 157 students. Everybody's like, oh my god, you do? Like looking at me like I'm a fucking asshole. Like, like, you know, like they know me from middle school or elementary school and they knew I wasn't the smartest. And they're like, well, you're teaching at Carlmont. But what these assholes fail to realize was I'm not just teaching at Carlmont. I am teaching Spanish at Carlmont. OK, N nobody ever taught me how to fucking speak Spanish at an elementary school that didn't happen till middle school and i knew more spanish than the teacher so i didn't learn shit and i got a b every time i know more spanish than the teacher i always get a b and that sucks because i don't know the most spanish and some spanish speakers will tell you that i suck at spanish so fuck them too but <laughs> you know um yeah dude it's been fucking good times you know i saw that dude i hadn't seen in like 20 years at one of the shows and you know he was nice he was cool he's asking me about do i know so and so do i know so and so do I, I mean do i keep in contact with him and i don't it's just like who the fuck keeps in contact with people you went to elementary school with who were assholes to you fuck them you know like <laughs> i don't i have no need to see any of these fucking people but i saw one and he had a good time but like i was saying like he was there with his wife and then like a family friend and his wife but, I mean, are they social distancing with each other normally? Because that night they weren't. They were right next to each other. And then, you know, that was cool. It was outside. It was cold. It was shivering. But we had access to a green room that night. Actually, you know what? Every single one of the shows I'm talking about had access to a green room in that, like, we were allowed to hang out inside of the restaurant or venue or, or, or whatever. And, and it, it was fucking sick, man. Like, like we, we, we had a good time. Uh, the people had a good time. Uh, I don't I don't want to talk shit, but it, it's really fucked up because, you know, I'd gone seven months without performing stand up. So I'm like thinking what my next move is. You know what my next move is when I come back, I'm going to come back with all new material. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to worry about. Fuck everybody else. I don't give a shit what anybody else is doing right now, you know, because they're on their own journey. I need to focus on me and make sure that I get to um, the next level and that. No matter where I'm at, I need to be at the next level. And so does everybody else. And, you know, working towards that is hard. But during the pandemic, it's like, what are you seeing? You're just seeing all the main dudes at every single major comedy club being, like, told that, hey, you need to watch this person. They're doing a drive-in. They got a new special out. And I'm like, these people are already verified on all social media. What about us small guys? You know, like, well, we need love, too, but we're not famous. And, you know, it's not our fault that we're not fucking famous. Yeah, it is. It's all my fault. I don't have any, like, <laughs> any type of TV credits. I'm not famous. I haven't gone viral. I haven't done shit. But I also haven't gone viral with COVID, so at least that. But at any rate, yeah, um, I'm just chilling here at home at the Chateau Gordo. It's been a fucking rough path. It's fucking been crazy lately. Uh, recently I thought, and this is true. I really did think I was having a heart attack. My heart slowed down. My, I was fucking breathing heavily. It was hard. It was really hard to breathe, like to catch my breath. And I started sweating more profusely than normal because I sweat normally. So I'm just sweating really bad. And I call up my wife to tell her that I love her. But as soon as she picked up the phone, I started cracking up because then I realized that I forgot that I took 300 milligrams of edibles. So I was really fucked up. But <laughs> it was fucking great. It was such a relief. I wasn't dying. But, you know, when I die of a heart attack, do not be shocked. <laughs> I'm not trying to die soon, so don't think anybody 
that I'm trying to eat myself to death because that's not my style. <sighs> anyway, um, I want to talk about a serious issue right now. Um, let's see if we can make it funny. <laughs> but um, a lot of people are killing themselves right now, and that's really shitty. That's not funny. Um, like it's gone up like thirty, thirty percent. Like thirty percent more people are killing, committing suicide, and um, it really needs to stop. I, I already like I hear it all the time. So and so died. Sometimes when they don't specify, it's usually suicide, and that sucks. But I don't. We need we need to be truthful with ourselves, and sometimes we need to get psychiatry or talk therapy, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just need to take hallucinogens. And that's why the government doesn't want to federally regulate it. Because once people start taking hallucinogens, people are going to start getting these wacky ideas where they're going to want to, like, not conform with what the norm is. And that's really scary to government officials who do not want things to change. And I'm going to be on a watch list now. I'm definitely going to be on a watch list now because I'm spilling truth and people need to know psychiatry can be a blessing. Psychiatry can be a scam. It really depends on the psychiatrist or, or the, the, the f uh, family marriage therapist or marriage family therapist. Um, those people, they make a living off of trying to get you to come back every week so they let you talk, they say some compelling shit, and then you come back because you're like, I want to hear more compelling shit. But that's a good one. When you have a really shitty one, they, like, ask you questions and they, they just want you to answer your own questions. It's like, I already thought about this shit. You need to give me new fucking answers. Or sometimes they're not listening to you. Or sometimes there's a language barrier. I had a psychiatrist I had the worst language barrier with. And he was the one that prescribed me um, anxiety pills. Like real deal anxiety pills. Uh, the ones that you could overdose with if you take alcohol with. So don't take these anxiety pills if you're an alcoholic. But if you have anxiety, maybe you shouldn't drink alcohol. So maybe I should stop drinking. But it's the fucking pandemic. Everyone's fucking drinking. Fuck everyone. Make sure you're okay. But um, I think that a certain reset, I, I keep seeing these things that mushrooms uh, reset your brain if you're depressed and have a depressed brain. And I don't know about mushrooms because I've taken mushrooms before and I've had these like really existential thoughts where I think to myself, do I really matter? Does my existence really like who cares i'm gonna die and that's gonna be it of me and i'm gonna cease to exist and my thoughts where are they going are, are they gonna cease to exist or am i gonna go to heaven am i gonna go to hell am i going to purgatory am i gonna just walk the earth and it's just like all these questions it's like whoa why are you questioning catholicism like that you know all those years of the catholic church and the conquistadors just killing motherfuckers and forcing them to be catholic and i'm questioning it now where do i get the fucking balls to question catholicism you know Catholicism is fucking really shitty, especially with the lawsuits. That's how much fucking money the Catholic Church has because of all the sexual assaults that that church has committed. It's not bankrupt. But the Boy Scouts of America, they're fucking bankrupt. And, like, I read an article. There was, like, 90,000 people or 80,000. 
89,500 people, almost 90,000 people, 500 people short of 90,000. Fuck it. Let's count down by the 10,000s. 80,000. Okay, even though it was only 500 shy of... Uh, of 90,000. 90,000 people came forward with that Boy Scout sexual harassment lawsuit or sexual assault lawsuit where if you were, you know, sexually assaulted by the Boy Scouts of America by 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 a fucking uh um, the, the Boy Scout leader. But what about other Boy Scouts? What happens if you're in the Boy Scouts and get molested by another Boy Scout who's your age or maybe two years older or whatever? Are they still responsible? And I'm not saying they shouldn't be responsible. They should be responsible. But even if that happened and they are responsible, that's a lot of motherfuckers that the Boy Scouts made people, you know, get molested. And that's fucked up. Uh, like, that shouldn't have fucking happened. That's, that's a really terrible thing. And, you know, they went bankrupt. That's why there's no more Boy Scouts. But there's still a Roman Catholic Church. In spite of the pandemic, they still got their tax breaks. You know, it's still going on. It's still it's still a thing. But they're not bankrupt, even after all these fucking lawsuits all over the world. That's how much fucking money the Catholic Church has. And it sucks because sometimes I would be fucking feeling guilty that I had no money and I was going to church to hear the good word of God, and I didn't have any money to put down in the in the bucket. And this whole time, they had, like, billions and billions and billions of dollars to pay off all these fucking lawsuits. And then I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like shit because I don't have any money to contribute so they can pay off those lawsuits. And what sucks, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. Um, here in Oakland, there was a great church I was uh, attending, a Catholic church on Lake Merritt. Uh, Our Lady Lourdes, and they had the uh, the best priest I've ever I've ever seen in my life. He was like in his seventies. He was vibrant. He had gray hair. I forgot his name. He had glasses, and he killed it. Absolutely killed it. He was one of the funniest priests I've ever seen in my life. Charismatic. Had the church like really like eating out of his hand. He could have said anything and the church would have loved him because he was so charismatic. And I learned a lot about like stage presence just looking at this priest. He was so good. He really had really had the church's attention. He really had the church's support. And I'm like, this is a church I'm gonna attend. I'm gonna give money to this church. I want this church to succeed. You know, I want these fundraisers to succeed. If this priest says they're good, they're good because you know what? He gives the good word. And the good words aren't just something that make me feel good. They're motivational. They're inspirational. They make me feel like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Like I don't think this guy's ever done anything fucked up in his life. He's so he's just happy to be there. He's happy to see people. And then he fucking died. And I was like, why the fuck would you kill off such a great priest like this? Did he do something? And then there's that shadow of the doubt. Like, did he do something by association? Because so many other motherfuckers have. But you know what? Let's put the fucking attention off of them. Because there's plenty of fucking child abusers that are not priests or or, or rabbis or ministers or pastors or reverends or deacons or or whatever the fuck. There's, 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 there's other abusers, you know, that have nothing to do with anything religious related so i just want to acknowledge that we live in a fucked up world it's really crazy and people are still taking their kids trick-or-treating on halloween that's fucked up like you, you know um that's cool if, you, if you're a parent and you go with your kids but like when you let your kids go alone they're going to be up to mischief they're going to be fucking doing drugs smoking weed fingering each other it's going to be fucking bad i know this because i used to be a sixth grader seventh grader and eighth grader that went trick-or-treating actually my bad i didn't go seventh grade Eighth grade was the last time I went trick or treating. 
seventh grade, I was alone at home, and my mom comes to my room, and she's all like, hey, do you know a girl named Lizzie? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then she's like, oh, she came to the door, and I told her you were here, and she wanted to come in, and I told her no. And I was like, what the fuck, mom? Lizzie could have came in, Jizzy Lizzie. We only called her that because it sounded funny. I don't think anybody jizzed on her at that point when we were calling her Jizzy Lizzie in eighth grade. But apparently there's a lot of Jizzy Lizzies by the time eighth grade happened. So that's fucked up. And, you know, I'm just telling you as a former student, not as a fucking current substitute teacher, but sometimes teachers, I mean, if teachers, kids want to fucking talk about their exploits over the weekend. I'm like, hey, guys, age real quick. If I hear any more of this, I have to report you. Like, I don't want to hear this shit. But I'll tell them I don't want to hear this shit because they're not going to call you out for saying shit after you call them out about saying fucked up shit that happened or that bitch is a slut. And I'm just like, dude. You shouldn't talk about like females like that. That's not cool. And just stop. I'm so glad I don't have to substitute teach right now. Um, I'm going into something else. I cannot substitute teach anymore. It's been bad. It's been crazy. I was just thinking about last Halloween when I had to substitute teach. I was like in school and I was at this all Mexican school in San Francisco. And like, you know, it was pretty funny. I was like, hey, dude, what are you supposed to be a cholo? For Halloween, you're dressed like a cholo. Are you a cholo? And they weren't they weren't dressed as anything. They were just dressed as themselves. And um yeah, dude. I don't miss substitute teaching. Substitute teaching like really sucked. Especially because like at certain schools, like I'd have to be on my toes at certain kids like 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 dude, when you have to be worried about a student stabbing another student, you're at a shitty school. Okay? Like I don't want to be at a school where I have, like, listen, when I have to teach, that's one thing. But when I have to be a yard duty and, like, a corrections officer all at the same time, that's not my job duty, okay? I don't want to be in the line of getting stabbed or in the line of getting shit thrown at me because you don't know how to fucking, like, solve your problems without using violence. And so, I don't know, dude. It- it's been hard for me. It's It's been really tough. For a lot of people, and I'm not saying my situation is harder than yours. I'm saying that my situation has been a blessing because I've been able to do stand-up comedy, which has been my passion for almost eight years now. Tomorrow's going to be eight years since I started stand-up. Stand-up's been fucking awesome, man. Stand-up, I've had some of the funniest experiences of my life. I've got to work with really talented people that have been great that have treated me like i matter that have told me that i was funny and then who cares the pandemic happened so their their opinions don't mean shit they do but it's just like what are you gonna do fucking brag about it fuck no i just bring it up because just in case i die at least that was something that i felt happy about but you know who gives a shit um stan has been fucking awesome man even from the beginning dude like when i started comedy like i was three months that I had stopped doing my prescription pain pills, which is even stronger than heroin. So I used to call it Thunder Horse. These horse they call heroin, and this shit's stronger than heroin. This shit's Thunder Horse. So I'd have all these really strong pills. I stopped doing them. I took uh, Suboxone. I um, detoxed at home, at my mom's home. So I'm really grateful for that, that I was able to do that. And so I was unemployed. I wasn't able to hold a job at that point. And um, I got I got clean at home and I started doing stand up and so the first time I did stand up um it was a really good experience and I kept doing stand up and like maybe like about two months later 
month and a half later, I got paid for my first gig. Like, it wasn't really a gig gig. It was just a bar show, but I got, like, 20 bucks. And my mom knew I had no money. And, like, I came back with, like, some Slurpees and, like, uh, some beef jerky and some snowballs and some ho-hos. Just, like, fat guying it out. Like, dude, like, I spent, like, maybe, like, at least, like, seven bucks at 7-Eleven. Like, (laughs) and I bought shit that I wanted. And my mom didn't give me any money. So I come back from 7-Eleven and she's like... Big daughter, where'd you get that money? I told her. I was like, like, hey, I, I got her from doing stand-up comedy. You know, I went out the other night at stand-up, and they paid me some money. And um, I used it right now to buy all this shit. And then she's like, no, big daughter, don't lie to me. Are you prostituting yourself out? And I'm like, mom, who would pay to have sex with me? Like, that, like really, mom, like, like, no one would pay to have sex with me. Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like... <laughs> To think that I would prostitute myself out and that anybody would be willing to pay for that is astounding. It's really astonishing. Why are you saying words you don't know? Who gives a shit? Um, but at any rate, um, I want to thank everybody for being fucking cool during these fucking times. I want to thank everybody for rocking with me, listening to this. Like, I think that a lot of great shit is happening in spite of everything being locked down and being locked down over and over again. Um, Please be safe out there. Wear a mask. Don't go out unless you have to. Um, Even though I talked about doing my shows outdoors, that was fucking sick, okay? That was a fucking good-ass fucking time. I don't regret that. But I was safe. I was socially distant. Uh, I washed down the microphone before I went up. I fucking washed my hands before all that other shit happened. Like, I really did everything I could to really make that the safest possible experience that I could be while I was outside. I've eaten outside. I've socially distanced outside. I've done a lot of shit where I've been really fucking careful. And so I just want to let everybody know um, I'm not one of these assholes that is not taking care of themselves. I am a social distancing uh, you should do the same. Uh, please go out and support restaurants near you that you love, that you just want to have, that you just want to fucking, like, seriously. Uh, if you don't support them, they're not going to stay in. A lot of businesses have closed down, and hopefully your place doesn't close down if it hasn't already. A lot of my places closed down. Some fuck, some of my places closed down way before the fucking pandemic. And so I've had my heart broken before, and I'm going to have my heart broken again. Because restaurants closing is like every fat guy's worst nightmare <laughs> and every lazy American's worst nightmare because, hey, I know you hate dishes. You don't want to do dishes. You want to go eat out and like or at least take out. And so you take out the food home and it already comes in its containers and you just throw all that shit away. No dishes. You know, no one gives a shit about your carbon footprint, your carbon footprint, especially yourself. Because if you did, you wouldn't be fucking, you know taking up all those resources but at any rate um i'm the last person to be self-conscious about what type of uh recycling you do or what type of uh harm reduction you do so you don't you know put in to the waste that a lot of people do with the plastics and the takeout materials but at any rate, um, as much as I want to fucking have everybody drop acid and hold hands and talk about how much we need the world and how much we need to just stop all this pollution, it's not going to stop. 
And that sucks because we have a lot of greed in the world and it's because of capitalism. And this isn't a communism stand. This is just a world stand. We really need to do something about our ozone layer and humanity. We need to take care of each other. We need to fucking just drop as much acid as possible. We should not drop bombs. We should drop acid so everyone has some. So everyone takes it and we can all be one world united. That's the new world order that I want. Seriously. Nitrous, whippets, and oxygen. And W-O for life. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you soon. Light.